Thank you for tuning in to another T13 Media production. And if you're wondering how else you can support all of us and show your T13 spirit, we have merch. So you can get your very own Primetime Travi t-shirt, Bad Guy Has Spoken hoodie, Hi-Fi mic mug, Book It bandana, or even a That's a Banger pillowcase. You can find it all at www.t13media.com slash store. You are now listening to a T13 Media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning in to the fastest rising combat sports show without a corporate backing. Today, we are going to discuss what's next for some of UFC's biggest stars, rumors of retired boxers returning to the ring, and we will look back at this past weekend with WWE hosting both NXT TakeOver 30 and SummerSlam live from the Thunderdome, plus so much more. But first, let's get to the introductions out of the way. I'm your host, Primetime Travi T, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime, the bad guy, Kenny Davis. Yeah! And this is Teeing Off with Travi T and the Bad Guy. All right, guys, we're going to get started with boxing. So first off, Oscar De La Hoya has announced he will return to the ring. His last fight was 12 years ago with Manny Pacquiao, and he lost via corner stoppage in round eight of a 12-round contest. Kenny, how are you feeling about this? Now, I'm going to say this. He has no business (laughs) being in this ring again. Now, I'll say, I'm not saying it's prime, but like, Oscar De La Hoya is a cold boxer, bro. He he's, in my opinion, gave Floyd Mayweather one of the, one of his toughest fights. In my opinion, him, he, he, Sab Judah, and um, who's the other one? Had another one. He only lost via split decision, so at least one judge yeah. thought that he won the fight. Yeah, and you can see when you go back and watch it, Floyd. You can look at Floyd's face; he was pissed. He was like, "What?" <laughs> like, he was so confused. <laughs> So Oscar is uh, 39 and six professionally with 30 knockouts. Uh, he's six and four in his last 10, but only two and three in his last five. He lost to Pacquiao, uh, Floyd Mayweather, and Bernard Hopkins in that time, but he had wins against Ricardo Mayor- Mayorga and Steve yeah. Forbes. Um, De La Hoya is 47 years old and says he'll face any top guy. I have a problem with this. I don't think that <laughs> Oscar De La- I Okay, I can see Oscar De La Hoya coming out and saying, oh, I'm going to fight Conor McGregor. That's what I thought he was doing. That's what that I thought makes he was doing. sense. Because you might be able to win that fight. Because, yeah, yeah, you may be old, but you're still going to get somebody that's not technically a boxer. So it's going to be more still in your favor. But if you go up against the top guy now, you're going to get your ass whooped. But like, this is like if you're trying to go up against the Errol Spence or um, who else? Just anybody like that, just like that's you're not going to win that. Like, that's I, not right. good. I thought you said Aerosmith at first, and I was like, "No, no, Aerosmith. Spence." Yeah, no, nah, he's uh, nah, he's cold. If he went up against him, he's losing. <laughs> like he is losing. So I think it's a it's a unanimous decision between the two of us that this that is, is ridiculous, silly. and he just needs yeah. to. You hear what Dana White said about it? Mm-mm. They they asked him Saturday at the post fight press conference what they thought about. Oscar De La Hoya, or what he thought about that Oscar De La Hoya coming out of retirement, and his response was, "Well, cocaine ain't cheap." 
He needs money. Hey. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel that's messed up. But, <laughs> but, I, but yeah, you gotta you gotta have the support. But yeah, I just don't. I I don't know. I feel like that's 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 silly to me for him to come back. I mean, I'm still gonna watch it because it's it's boxing. Oh, I'm gonna watch it too here. because it's gonna be a shit show. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's like yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't I don't see that going very far at all. He might have one more fight. It'll be it'll go about as far as uh, Golden Boy MMA went. Yeah, one and done. <laughs> I mean, but he is the head of Golden Boy. Yeah, no, but he's not gonna fight. If he does fight, he's going to lose. And if he he loses, he's not going to fight again. I can see Oscar De La Hoya fighting. I, I can see it happening. I just don't he also it. said He also said it's not going to be an exhibition fight. It will be a professional fight with a ranked fighter. Why is he? I just don't understand why he's doing this. Like, you, you have, been, he hasn't like, fought since 2008. That and the fact that it's like you're like you're considered a legend in the sport. Like, it's not oh, like. It's not like, oh, you know what I'm saying? He was all back in the day. He was pretty good. No, you are a legend in this sport. Why are you messing up your legacy going back and doing I don't know. That's BJ Penn yeah, Syndrome. You said who? BJ Penn Syndrome. Ugh, that BJ hurt. Penn is one of the goats. But BJ Penn was new my fans won't know it. Favorite. He was my all-time favorite until John Jones showed up. He yeah. was my favorite. And it's just he's a uh. <laughs> I no, I like BJ Penn. I'm just I'm disappointed in BJ Penn going losing seven fights over 10 years. Like, it's been 10 years it. since this man has won a fight. His last win was against Matt Hughes. That was forever ago. Yeah. Somebody, you got to sit your ass down. That's how I just <laughs> sit down. Like, oh, my God. All right. Uh, but speaking of exhibition fights and retired fighters, we've got Iron Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. Uh, they're going to return to the ring in an exhibition fight against, or on November 28th, 2020, at the Dignity Health Sports Park in Carson, California. Um, before we get into the tail of the tape or anything like that, what what is your initial reaction to this? When I first heard about it, because at first it was supposed to be Evander fighting him, from what I oh, remember. Yeah, 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 I heard that Evander, too, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Evander already beat his ass twice, but I feel like if they have fought again, because Mike Tyson is in such great shape now, he would have won. But in my it's, opinion, and people hate me for saying this, but I'm going to say it on here too. Mike Tyson is the most overrated heavyweight boxer in the history of boxing. And the reason I say that before y'all come at me crazy is because when it comes to a man with a name, he has always lost. He lost to Lennox Lewis. He's lost to Evander Holyfield. He lost to... I don't even McBride wasn't even a name. It was just like the only people you technically beaten is Michael Spinks, and you beat Larry Holmes. I'm sorry, but we we, we gotta keep it real here. Like, mm -hmm. look up his resume. The man be losing now. In this case, uh, Roy Jones is he's old too. But dang man, I, I really wish they didn't do this at this age because. <laughs> It's gonna fuck up my argument, then. It's it's gonna be <laughs> like. It's gonna oh, be you, th you think Ty Tyson's gonna win? Then that's what you're. In this case, yeah. Okay, so. Because, yeah, Roy didn't look too hot his last few. So going off of, uh, let's just go into the tail of the tape real quick. So we've got uh, both of them are fighting out of USA. Um, we've got Mike Tyson is fifty four. Roy Jones Jr. is fifty one. Uh, Mike Tyson is 50 and six professionally with 44 knockouts. 
Um, that is a 88% knockout rate, by the way. Uh, yep. Then we've got Roy Jones Jr. at 66 and 9 with 47 knockouts. So he's only at a 71% knockout rate, but that's still ridiculous. No, um, they're, both, they're both cold. Like, they're both yeah. cold. Five foot ten for Mike. Uh, Roy comes in at five foot eleven, and Mike has a seventy-one inch reach, and Roy Jones Jr. has a seventy-four inch reach. I don't know why, but when they first announced this, I was thinking that Mike Tyson was going to be a lot bigger than Roy Jones Jr. But clearly, no. that's not the case. Well, the reason why he's—I mean, yeah, he was buff as mess back in the day, but because he was shorter, it made him look bigger. Like because say that he again. was short you, and stocky. Say that again. You 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 cut out like you dropped. Oh, okay, yeah. But basically, I'm saying like because he was shorter, it made him look stockier. So, Got you. Yeah. So Mike Tyson was out there looking huge when he was in there. But the thing was, in the heavyweight division, everybody's like six four, six five, and he yeah. came in there five ten. So he just looked short and stuck. And then the thing is, he's always right here with it, just doing his thing and hitting close range because his arms were little. I mean, yep. we're gonna be real here. That's why yeah. I said like when people had a debate between him and Wilder, yeah, Wilder lost to Fury, who's Arguably the greatest heavyweight of all time. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he lost to him, and they're like, "Oh, Wilder sucks." The only L he took was against Fury. Like, (laughs) and the first fight was like, "Yeah, he lost, but he knocked him down twice." So I just feel like if it was if it was a fighter with reach, because technically, if you want to be real, go back and look at the uh, um, Mike Tyson's resume. Every person he's Mm -hmm. lost to that, that had a name had long reach as well. And they just kept him at bay, just lighting him up. And I feel like with Roy Jones not having that reach advantage like that, yeah, Tyson's gonna Tyson's gonna lay into him. It's definitely a much a much uh, smaller gap there with only a three inch reach advantage. Yeah. And did you see how quick he was too? Like in his old age? Yes, yes. I ain't gonna <laughs> lie. Him showing off his his combos and his ability to parry and sidestep and all that at. At 51 years old, it was amazing. Exactly. That's that just shows you how scary it is. Like how scary some people still are to this day. Like right, right. Say he's the world's baddest man. World's baddest man. Um, yeah, scary. Also, with him talking about wanting to train Francis Ngano in actual boxing, that's terrifying. It is because Ngano's like he's he's scary already. And, and he's sloppy. Like, like that's <laughs> no, he is sloppy. But I'm saying he's low key, like how Deontay Wilder is. Deontay Wilder is real sloppy with his swing. Yeah. But the thing is, when he connects, because how strong he is, he's gonna knock you out. And I feel like yep. with Ngano, if he has somebody that just taught him discipline, he can definitely go down. I ain't gonna say go down as the greatest, but he'll definitely be talked about as one of the top dogs of all time. Like he'll be in the argument. Top Absolutely. 15. I agree. Francis Ngano, with just a little bit more technique is going to be a force to be reckoned with like that's going to be difficult for anybody to beat i mean i understand he doesn't have a ton of wrestling experience and that was like the best way to to beat him is keep it close range make it dirty um but i don't i don't think it's gonna i don't think he's gonna be able to be just manhandled if he gets a little bit more technique um but going back to the mike tyson versus roy jones we've got in mike tyson is Five and three with two no contests in his last ten fights, but only two and three in his last five. Uh, Roy Jones Jr. is nine and one in his last ten, four and one in, in his last five. Yeah, because he's beating them young guys up still, uh, Roy yeah. Jones. But I feel like I don't know because he's older. You can see the the weaknesses. Yeah, so you can see. Yeah, that's the thing. 
And be, I don't, I don't want to say because they're young, they don't see it, but yeah, it was just like, ah, I don't know. But that's still good, though, to be 9-1 and one in your last 10. Oh, yeah, for sure. As he was. And he, he last fought in 2018 in a unanimous decision win against Scott Sigmund uh, in a 10-round contest. Tyson's last fight was 15 years ago in 2005. Uh, he lost a corner stoppage and round six of 10 against Kevin McBride. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It's just, yeah. uh, that's what I said. On, like, it's just nasty. Like, that's what, that's why I said, like, Mike Tyson, like, when I say unpopular opinion, like, I mean, I just feel like when it comes to him, that comes to a person with having a name or having a reach advantage, he usually loses. But I don't know. We're going to see. I just feel like I got my money on Tyson this fight. I think I'm, I'm leaning towards Roy Jones Jr. We're going to see. Like I said, if Roy, Jones, if Roy Jones wins this, then my argument is definitely like, yeah, I told you. It's a man with a name. And you said Roy Jones yep. has the bigger reach advantage, right? Yep, he has three-inch reach advantage on him. Three. Yeah. Then they'd uh, be like, what? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, currently, uh, isn't Mike Tyson's the one that says – if you look for a finish, you won't win a decision. Is that his? That's his saying, right? Like, if you look for a knockout, you won't win the judges. At least not that I know of. I don't remember him saying that. I remember they talk about it in MMA all the time. That they always quote Tyson. I think it's I think it's Tyson. But the, if it is, if it is, it's ironic because Mike Tyson hasn't seen a judge's decision since 1991 against Donovan Donovan Ruddick. Yeah, he lost that. Um. No, he won. He beat oh, he, he won? He's never lost a decision. He's only been knocked out. Who am I thinking of he lost to then? I'm not sure. Uh, right right around that time was Buster Douglas. Okay. Yeah, Buster Douglas. Also, nothing's more terrifying than when he than the when Mike Tyson faced that white guy and they're in the the white guy was talking all that shit during the press conference, talking all that shit right before he goes out there, and he's all bouncing around and stuff. And Tyson just, oh yeah, that that's the weird thing about Tyson. I don't know, like, because that guy was talking. I remember that. I remember that guy. That guy was talking so much stuff, and then he uh, he came out and he like I think he knocked him down like was in the first twenty seconds. All right, at these like when they fought, if I remember correctly, because he went out there. I think he gave him like a few uh, hooks to the body, and he just dropped. It was something like that. I'm trying to remember. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to be getting my fights confused. But if that's the one I remember, the one thing enough, then that's when he get the body hooks too. Yeah. And then the guy, and then he hit. I think he hit him in the head. He dropped immediately. They got right back up. Like, no, no, I'm still good. I'm yeah, still yeah, good. yeah. He got up and tried to like showboat for the crowd. Like it wasn't nothing. I'm like, bro, yeah, you yeah. got <laughs> dropped. Like <laughs> it was rock'em sock'em robots, and your head went up. Like, yeah, he's looking silly. Um. So I got my money on Tyson on this one now. That's what, that's what I'm gonna say. So yeah, we I'm, so we're so we, we're different on this one. Got, yeah, I'm Tyson staying with Roy team. Jones Jr. because currently he's on a four fight win streak. Like I said, he hasn't he's lost one fight in I'm not positive. Let me let me look this up just to make sure I'm not the only fights I remember Jones Jr. losing was against Antonio Tarver. That's the only ones I've seen the L's for. Yeah. Anything else I I haven't seen for myself. I just I've probably come across like, oh okay, he lost that fight. But usually I remember he won like I think it was like four or five different fights he won against Antonio Tarver. Basically, since December 2011, 
till now, he's only lost one fight. So that's that's what's up. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, twelve, and one in the past decade, essentially. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, or twelve and three in the last decade. Sorry, because he he had two losses in the beginning of the decade. Who do you, who do you lose to? Dennis Lebedev and know. Bernard Hopkins. Okay. I do never mind, I said that back. I do remember the Bernard Hopkins one. I do remember the Bernard Hopkins one. Forgot about that one. Um so you're you're sticking with Tyson, I'm sticking with uh Roy Jones Jr. Let's look at I'm gonna say, this, say this. I if I'm thinking Tyson's gonna win, but if Tyson loses, I won't be surprised because I've been saying this a million and one okay, time. Right. That's that's where I'm coming from. So I I got Tyson winning, but if he loses, I'll be like, been saying this. <laughs> I feel you. I definitely feel you. Uh, moving on, let's look at the rest of the card for that uh, that exhibition fight, and that is once again on November twenty eighth, twenty twenty, at the Dignity Health Sports Park in Carson, California. Uh, we've got Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson in a cruiserweight fight, six rounds. <laughs> this is bro. <laughs> The silliest shit. I, I I remember when they announced it, and because Jake Paul, I saw the one he went up against. Uh, what is that KSI? man's name? Yeah, I knew he had three and three initials. Yeah. I was about to LSK, but that's a that's a YouTube that's a YouTuber for two mm-hmm. K. Um, yeah, KSI, the British guy. Yeah, they had, mm-hmm. he's a rapper, right? KSI. I don't know. I I, don't I know, but I think that's what he's famous for. I think he's a YouTuber and a rapper. I bust. I don't listen to British. I've rapper. never heard of him. I can't I do it. Sorry. I, I hate crime rap. <laughs> sorry, sorry, UK. Money in my shoebox. I can't. I can't do it. But um, <laughs> that's terrible. Okay. Um, but I feel like now Nate Robinson is probably the most. He's very athletic, very athletic, and I think Jake Paul can't fight. From what I saw, he can't fight. Jake Paul can't fight. <laughs> now with Nate Robinson, I'm not going to just sit there and say you, you can fight because you're athletic. But I would say he can probably use his quickness to be able to take him out because, yeah, he's a little guy. What's he like? What's he, 5'9"? Five, five yeah, he's 5'9 and I think 180 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like he's going like to tear Jake Paul up. I, I, I really think it's going to be bad. I think it's going to be really bad. Jake Paul does have a size advantage. Uh, he is 6'1". Um, I think they're similar weight, but... And then he has a three-inch reach advantage on him. Yeah, I and he's I he's got he's got age <laughs> and experience. He's he is technically one and zero as a professional. Nate Robinson's never fought. <laughs> I mean, that's nice and all, but I still <laughs> I agree. I think Nate Robinson's gonna give him some work, and I hope he does. I don't like Jake Paul. I don't. Yeah, I don't like him. I don't like him or his brother. Yeah, I don't like none of them. Um. All right, who's next on this card? We got Badal Jack versus Blake McKernan. I'll be honest, I've never heard of either one of these people. Um, it's light heavyweight, eight rounds. You know either of these guys? Say the names one more time. Badal Jack and Blake McKernan. Not a lot. I've never heard of either one of these guys. But All right. um, <laughs> I like the name McKernan. So, <laughs> okay. so we, He's 13-0 and right now, six knockouts. Uh, Badal Jack is 22-3. and three. With three no con or twenty two three and three with thirteen knockouts. Okay, so at that point, so I can't. 
argue against somebody who hasn't lost. That's that's why I say. That's why I think it's crazy when people bet against people that's never lost before. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'm going with Blake McKernan as well. I feel like he's on the upswing. He's he's 33. This guy's this other guy's 36. Um, I'm giving it to. I'm going to go with Blake. Uh, and lastly, we've got Vidal Riley versus Rashad Coulter in a cruiserweight fight at six rounds. Um, Vidal Riley is from is a uh, UK boxer, and then Rashad Rashad Coulter's only got one professional boxing fight, but he has like 35 MMA fights. Oh, so he's an MMA fighter jumping yeah. boxing. Okay. Yeah. This is, so Vidal Riley is 23. He's four and zero with two knockouts. And then Rashad Rashad Coulter, this is the MMA guy, is 38 and only one zero. He has one knockout. I'm gonna go with him. I'm gonna go with the MMA guy. I I I am leaning towards him, but I'm I'm gonna go with the younger guy here. I'm gonna say Vidal Riley, and I think he's got. I think he's gonna knock him out. All right. Cool. Because uh, sometimes like. The, the crossover is the hard part. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Crossing over is the hard part because when McGregor crossed over, he wanted to hit him with, with sleeper holds and rear <laughs> naked chokes and all kind of guillotine. Yeah. So he hit him with a few kids. Conor McGregor <laughs> became a grappler for the first time in his career. Exactly. I'm just like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, you want to kick him so bad, I can tell. <laughs> but, like, but sometimes it's really bad, but sometimes it can really work. Like Holly Holm. Holly Holm had a boxing background. Yeah. She was a boxer for that, and she was killing it. And then she came over to UFC, and she started killing it in that too. And then ha- developed a great um, roundhouse kick for someone that's a boxer, which is is wild. But I don't know. So I'm gonna go with the MMA guard for now. If he loses, I mean, I'm I'm so I'm just watching a good to see a good fight. I don't know either one of those guys, but I feel you. Um, on just real quick to discuss Conor McGregor and. Floyd Mayweather. Can we tell? Can we be honest here that Conor McGregor has a better chance of beating Floyd Mayweather in boxing than Floyd Mayweather does of beating Conor McGregor in MMA? Because as soon as I, I, as soon as Conor McGregor kicks him in the leg, it's over. I mean, I, uh, I mean, I feel you. I feel you on that. But or Conor could that would be the one time Conor could take someone down and ragdoll them. <laughs> like I was gonna say, that's probably what he's going to do. He's going to just take him, slam him around, try to make him tap because he's not used to that. Yeah. Now, now, um, I I'm not gonna say you oh, said better chance. The only reason I, I don't think I, I don't think Connor's chance. gonna beat him. I think he's like I've said about Habib. We'll get into the Habib Connor thing later in the show. But I've said it before that I feel like with a if they fought ten times in boxing, Connor might win one or two. Might be who Mayweather. I know you're on this one hundred percent thing. But that I don't believe in one hundred percent of nothing. 100%. The t- Look, right now, <laughs> it's 100%. That man is not lost. But I don't think that um, I don't think that Floyd is going to win at all against Conor in an MMA fight. Okay. I'll say this. I'll say this. Just to play devil's advocate here. Okay. Stand up. Because mm-hmm. I remember Floyd had some weird thing he wanted to do where pretty much it was a boxing match but he just wanted to have it in a, a UFC uh, octagon yeah but and with uh, UFC gloves yeah yeah so I feel like if they do it like that because w- w- were there kicks allowed in that too I can't no. remember you could do he said you could do leg kicks you couldn't kick him in the head or the body because <laughs> you can't see it coming <laughs> I guess I don't know man like but yeah I, no, think, I think that's fucked up right there you let him you let Conor McGregor kick you in the legs you're fucked I feel you because he's not going to be able to do the proper. Um, yeah, he's not uh, ready. He's not ready for it. for it. Yeah, that's not his thing. 
Now, I will say, I feel like he'd have a way better chance than that. <laughs> than regular yeah, MMA. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like what he's going to do is he's going to try to get the uh, get the win by decision if he did. I, but I would still I would still give it to Conor McGregor, though, if he did it like that. Oh, I agree. Uh, speaking of Conor McGregor versus boxers, what about him versus Manny Pacquiao in a boxing fight? Do you think this no, will actually boxing? happen? It could happen. I mean, I said the same thing about Conor McGregor and uh, Mayweather. I was like, this might not happen. Then it happened. But okay. if, if it did happen, <laughs> I'd still have Pacquiao winning. I, I think so, too. Do you think – but does Conor have a chance? He have a better chance with Pacquiao than he does with – than he did with Mayweather. The thing with Mayweather was because McGregor was winning them first few rounds, people were like, oh, my gosh, he has a chance to beat him, blah, blah, blah. Now, if you listen to the corner of Mayweather, in the first round, Mayweather says, I'm going to let him swing. I'm going to let him do what he wants, swing and everything. He's going to tire himself out, and I'll get him by the – I'll knock him out by the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what he says. Yep. And, and the thing and, – and that's what – what round did he knock him out in? Was the fifth? I think it was the fifth or the sixth. Yeah, he was just – and he was lighting him up too. Like, as soon as he – like, the fourth round, he was lighting him up. Mm. He was going to tire himself out, and he, he – then. He did what he's supposed to do. Mayweather, you know, the, the genius in the boxing room. He may not be a genius outside of it, but <laughs> in the boxing room, he's like he's like Goku. Goku's not a very smart person, but in the, but when it comes to fighting, he knows what he has to do. <laughs> does Goku know how to read? He probably doesn't. I can't remember. I don't remember, <laughs> I don't remember him. I don't remember him ever reading on the show. I really don't. I just remember <laughs> him. I remember him trying to get his license. But I can't remember what else. Like it was like little stuff. That he, it, I don't know. It was like little stuff. Every little everyday things he was he trying to do. Smart. He couldn't do it. Um, but, but fight. He's just smart. So real quick, why should Manny even consider fighting Conor McGregor? Does it gain him anything to beat Conor McGregor? Well, I feel like this is, if the money's right, it's not a lose lose situation. Mm-hmm. Now, in my opinion, it's a lose lose situation because if he beats him. It's like you were expected to beat him. This isn't his sport. Yeah, exactly. But if you lose, then it's like, bro, you let this outsider come in and beat you. That's why I always think Connor going to boxing is always win-win. He's yeah. a big enough star that doesn't matter if he loses. Yeah. Because he's supposed Connor, to lose. Connor wins. He can always say, I went over to their sport and beat them when they're top guys. And then it's like, yep. okay, you got to give him respect, man. But And right I now his claim to fame is I, I hung with the greatest of all time for five, six rounds. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but that's only because you love him, I feel like. I feel, <laughs> I feel you. And I don't know if you have this in your uh, in your scheduled thing, whatever, for what we're talking about. But did, um, I was talking about Mayweather, his last fight. That have you seen that? Boxer? Yes. Uh, I saw parts. I saw highlights. Well, the highlights was actually the whole fight, because that fight was like two minutes long. Like, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, that fight was not long at all. And I, I don't know. I have my thoughts on that. I personally you think it's like a fix. That. I definitely feel like it's a fix. I thought so too. Never in May, never in Mayweather. I'm about to say McGregor. Never in Mayweather's career has he been that strong to where he can just hit somebody. They go flying across the ring. Like I don't know. It just seems, it's also and Japan, a, and Japan's known for fixing fights. I can see it, and then um, I don't know. It was just, and I'm a Mayweather fan too, and I'm like, man. Oh, me too. And I feel like I was like I feel like he can't be beat beaten um, in his weight class, but I just feel like that fight was just it 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 put a bad taste in my mouth. I didn't like 
the fact he he hit that man. He was flying <laughs> across the ring like it just looked so silly. And then I don't know. It, it, I had a feeling it was going to be bad because uh, Mayweather came out dancing. Yeah, and I was like, you don't really do that. It's <laughs> <laughs> pro wrestling. Yeah, he's kind of just doing this thing, rocking back and forth. But that time, he's just not <sighs> his little dance when he came out. I'm just like. It's like okay. Chael Sonnen said uh, before that fight happened. He said that there's there's only there's only two ways this works. Either A, they fix the fight. Or B, the I don't remember who he fought, the kickboxer, comes out yeah. and goes for Floyd's head the entire time. Because they were talking about how it's an exhibition. It's not a real fight. It's just that, you know what I mean? We're just... We're just doing this for for the spectacle. We're just, you know, what I mean, it's just an exhibition. And Chill's like, I know a lot of Japanese people; they don't believe in ex- exhibition. Yeah, so either see, it's a fake thing. fight, that's- or he's coming out here to kill him. That's it. Those yeah. are the only two options. That's what I was. I was worried about the second one. I was like, okay, I thought because or Mayweather was like, hey, it's going to be an exhibition. I was like, he might lose this. That, that's yep. that's what I was worried about. I was like, he might lose this because technically it's not going to be you know a record or anything like that. Who's gonna watch it? So I was worried he was gonna lose, but then that fight happened. I was like, "It was so <laughs> weird." I, just, I don't know, man. I'm not with it. But real quick, before we end the the boxing uh, section of this, let me run through the Conor McGregor versus Manny Pacquiao tale of the tape. We've got Conor McGregor and Manny Pacquiao. Obviously, they're repping Ireland and the Philippines. Uh, Notorious versus Pac Man. We've got 32 year old Conor McGregor versus 41 year old Manny Pacquiao. Conor is 0 1 in professional boxing. Manny Pacquiao is 62 7 and 2 with 39 knockouts. Um, Conor is 5 foot 9. Uh, Manny is 5 foot 6. And then Conor has a 74 inch reach and Manny has a 67 inch reach. That I feel like that's where Conor is going to win. Is he's just going to bully him with his size? I feel you, but. It's not always work with like like that with Pacquiao. Pacquiao is one of guys. He's not the kind of because okay, I'll say this. There's another thing too. Now let's say let's say McGregor is like cold at boxing. Let's say he comes over and he's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Now he is a precision fighter. He's trying to get. He's like, ah, I'm trying to get. You know, I'm trying to get the I'm trying to connect. I'm trying to connect. I'm trying to do it. You know, pinpoint. Wow. Now. Pacquiao is somebody who's trying to get in the knockout, drag out fights with you. It's, yeah, he it's wants a Rocky dirty. Yeah, he wants a Rocky Balboa. I hit you, you hit me with slugfest. He's trying. That's to why he didn't like. Him. That's why he didn't like fighting Floyd. Yeah, because that's not, and that's what I feel like is going to happen with with that. But the only difference is I feel like Pacquiao is going to win this one. Yeah, because uh, like I said, if he comes over and do and do like do, does a precision thing. He's going to be like, nah, forget this, and just start swinging at him, and that's and that's just how he fights. Yeah, I got you. I feel you. Um, now before we move on to MMA, I just want to talk to you guys about, about some, some nice chairs I got in my life late recently. Are you guys tired of using the chairs from your kitchen table when you're trying to game? Me too. That's why I went to triumphchairs.com and scooped me one of their luxurious, comfortable gaming chairs. And right now, since you know, primetime Travi T and the bad guy, you can get 10% off of one of these Cadillac chairs by using the promo code T13 at checkout. That's the letter T, the number one, and the word three. Tell them Travi sent you. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> moving on from boxing into my favorite sport, mixed martial arts. 
Uh, let's talk about Marlon Chido Vera versus Sugar Sean O'Malley uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, Chido finished O'Malley via TKO in round one after a devastating calf kick caused O'Malley to be unable to put weight on his uh, lead leg. See, I watched this with Damone, and we thought he injured himself. We thought he had, you know what I mean, stepped wrong and... So it's confirmed that the calf kick did it? Yes. Okay. So I watched... I watched a couple other fights that this had happened in. It happened in uh, Henry Cejudo versus uh, Demetrius Johnson. Demetrius Johnson did it to Cejudo multiple times. It was the same thing. Um, there's another one. I can't remember what the other one was. that, But there's a, a second fight where this exact thing happened. Uh, also, Justin Gaethje used it against Tony Ferguson recently and talked about it in um, on the Joe Rogan Experience. Uh, they, we didn't have as, he didn't have as much success as the, the other people had. Um, but what happens is, is you kick them, you hit them at the cap and you kick them in their calf and it makes your leg go numb. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened to him. Kind of like how you get, when you get, you ever been frogged? What's up, man, what? It's called where they frog you, they punch you in, the, in your thigh with one knuckle out. So it stings and it makes your leg go numb. Oh yeah. It's like, it's like kind of like. Yep. Yep. Like yep. You go like that. Punch him. Yeah. Um that's that's basically what happened, but like worse because he can't stand on it now. He couldn't put any weight on it. Um so and he was go ahead. No, I was gonna say that's like people are like, oh, the only reason he lost is because he had bad footing when he tried to chase after him or whatever. Like he they were saying stuff like that. But it's like at the end of the day, them calf kicks, they they do damage. And that's yep. the point of the calf kick is to wear you down and that's what happened it just happened sooner than usual yep exactly and that's the i'm not gonna lie me and the were saying it sucked that he lost his first fight and it was because of in, injury it wasn't because of whatever but i'd like to retract that now Chito vera knew what he was doing he yep. tactically did a move to end the fight and he was able to end the fight with that move um so after that fight he O'Malley was carted out of the octagon on a stretcher. A stretcher yeah. <laughs> uh, ben Askren on, was on DC and Helwani the next Monday to say that he told O'Malley that he needs to toughen up. He said, you have one good leg and coaches hot backstage. Macy Barber fought a three round contest with a leg injury and didn't get carted off. Uh, how do you feel about that? You think it was, you, you agree with Askren or you, you agree with O'Malley's decision to ride the stretcher back? I mean, if you got the option to ride the stretcher, ride the stretcher. But I feel like I don't think I don't think it's a bitch move for him to do that. They're trying to make it seem like, oh man, I can't believe that's a yeah. bitch move. Like, no, nah, like everybody's different. Like, I, I feel like everybody takes pain differently. So there's certain people out there, like like Kobe Bryant, who tore his Achilles and walked off the court still. And you got people like, you know, what I'm saying like when he, when he tore his quad and finished the match. Exactly. Vincent Mann, he tore it, tore both his quads somehow trying to get into the ring. And so and just sat there. Sat there bitches. Continue the segment. But then you got people like, you know, people say I'm saying LeBron hating, but you got people like that catch cramps and got to get carried by two people off the court. Like, <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's different thing. Like everybody reacts to pain differently. Yeah. So I just, so I can't, I can't shame that man for that. But at the end of the day, you can't be like, you, I, we can't argue that he's the toughest man if that's the case. I can't say they say he's the toughest guy out there, but I can't I say I can't say he's dominant. Still, I can say you're dominant. Yeah, he's twelve and one. If you win twelve of your thirteen fights, you're still dominant. Exactly. And I and that's another thing too. I want to say too. I I don't I don't like how 
if you're undefeated and you take an L, you're not that guy anymore. You're not tough anymore. They try to deal with Deontay Wilder. Yeah. They try to do with Adrian Broner. They try to do it with if, if Floyd if Floyd ever lost, they're gonna do it with him. Oh that yeah, he sucks. I told you he sucks. Like no, he lost one fight. Your fire, your favorite fighter has lost six, seven fights. He's only lost one. Yeah, I think that's more pertinent in boxing than the MMA, um, because boxing is MMA. You're like, I don't want to talk. You say anything can happen. Boxing. Anything can happen. Yeah, because you're put into fights that are. Every fight is a tough fight. Like you're never put in there with anybody that you you should beat. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the point. I feel where you're coming from, but I'll say it like this. Okay, I'll say what you're saying, but I'm gonna simplify just a little yeah. more. I'll say this because you only have to worry about somebody's hands in boxing. Yeah. Whereas in UFC, you have to worry about their hands, their feet. The clinching, you have to worry about takedowns. You have to worry about um, being on the ground and being submitted. You have to worry about, oh, okay, man, I'm on the ground. He could, could swing on me. Oh, he could also choke me out. So I'll go put my chin down at the same time. It's, it's a yeah. lot of different things that go into play. Yeah. And that where boxing is just, okay, we'll see which hands he's going to throw it. How's he going to do it? You know what I'm saying? And that's pretty much it. Make sure I stay on the defense. So I yeah. do feel where you're coming from. On I that, feel like, on yeah, and I feel like they have a, um, like a not a I want to say breeding, but I know that's not the right word. But like they they bring you up, where usually from what I notice, you, you don't fight anybody serious until you're already a serious fighter yourself. You know what I mean? Like like and big name see? fighters don't fight. No, in boxing, no, oh. you don't fight big names until you've already accomplished quite a yeah, bit. You yeah, know I mean, you're you're already twenty and zero by the time you fight somebody with a name. Exactly. You got to, you got to get like fifteen fights under your belt before you took where, out the top. Of you guys got you got other guys you got MMA guys that have six fights to their name and they're fighting the fucking top fifteen guy because it is, they're going. that good you know what I mean like because they're like well what the fuck are we gonna do now like it's like uh, I can't remember the dude's name but that Russian guy uh, Russian or Swedish I think he's like half Russian half Swedish uh, and he was no 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 he's fighting uh, he's a welterweight he fought like three times since quarantine like he fought twice in a in a week. Literally, he fought <laughs> one Saturday, and he was like, I beat them up too fast, Dana. Give me another one. So that Dana White gave him another fight on the next card the next weekend. Hey, that's what's up. What's his name? I don't remember I don't, him. I can't. It's Magomedov, I think, something. Hold on. Hmm. I was, I know uh, Nurmagomedov. <laughs> no, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Uh, that's what's up, though. Like, you can fight someone and fight somebody else a week later. That's what's up. Uh, Kam, it's Hamza Kamayev. Yeah, I don't know him. I must have uh, missed those three minutes. He called out Conor McGregor. Oh, yeah, they and all Conor said he'll fight him. <laughs> <laughs> they all want that paycheck. Yep. Um, he said that he Hamza said that when Conor McGregor had the issues with Habib, that he flew to Dublin, Ireland, and was looking to fight him in the streets. Mm. I'm like, <laughs> these Russians are thugs. Like, they, like, they do whatever they want. Gonna fight him for real, for real. Um, last thing on the Sugar Sean O'Malley. How do you feel about? He posted a video on Instagram of him dancing to show his ankles were fine. He was fine. He didn't have any injuries after the fight. And he's talking about how the wind doesn't really count. He just tripped. No, no, well, the wind does count, or, or the L does count for him. Yeah, exactly. That's I agree, and I feel like it's kind of. I I would have st- stuck with the I was injured thing, and I wouldn't put. No fucking videos out of me dancing. That's for sure. Yeah, like that, that makes it worse if anything. Yeah, right. Like, like 
So you were in stretches for no reason then. Right, and you got, you got finished for no reason. Yeah. Because there was only like 30 seconds left in the fight. You could have stood up and fucking defended yourself. Yeah. And went into the second round at least. Like I really like Sugar Sean O'Malley. I think he's a he's the closest thing to a Conor McGregor we got right now, besides maybe Ezra Adesanya and uh, George Masvidal. Yeah, Masvidal is the closest thing to me. But I don't know. I don't like that because when when even when Conor loses, Conor he gives you your respect. He moves on, and then eventually he's going to come back and come up with an excuse because he wants to refight you. He tries to sell the fight. But to immediately just be like, you're not as good of a fighter as I am. Um, I was injured. Let me get yeah, hit this damn move real same quick. Thing like, happened with, same thing happened with Anthony Smith when he fought Glover Teixeira. Uh, um, yeah. He got beat up. <laughs> like, it could have been stopped in round three, and it continued for five rounds, for the, the next three rounds after that. Two rounds. Yeah, right, right. Um. He was getting dominated. His teeth were falling out of his head. That's a quote. <laughs> That's what he told his coaches. My teeth are falling out of my head. <laughs> Not his mouth, but his head. <laughs> and he said, it makes me mad because I won the first two rounds. Facts. That is true. You did win the first two rounds. And I just got tired. And I'm so much better than Glover. That this is ridiculous. No, you got your ass beat for three but rounds. That, but that's not an excuse either. That the, the there is a you're supposed to train in cardio. You're supposed to if you're, you're right. going for a five round fight. If there's a possibility it's going to last five rounds, you're supposed to train for that. You don't just go out there and try to give it your all the first two rounds and then tired and be tired the last three. Sometimes you got to pace yourself. Sometimes you got to be like, okay, maybe I'm. Sometimes you got to give a round. Sometimes, be like, yep. okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the second round up. So I can have my energy back, so I can be able to, to 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 go to work the third and fourth round. But it's like, why? That's not an excuse to me. Oh, I, the only reason he got me because I'm tired. Blah, blah blah. Like, no, you lost. I said, L, you lost. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Just take your take your loss and go on. Um. So moving on to to the main event of that that uh pay per view a couple weeks ago, we got Steve Miocic versus uh Daniel Cormier three. Uh, who did you have winning that fight at the end of the end of round five? I had um, Miocic winning, if I remember correctly. Okay, I had it. I had him winning as well. I had it three two. I had uh, yeah. I, had I gave Daniel two. the last round and the first round. I think. So I can't remember which rounds I had. Yeah, I don't know. I was live tweeting it as it was happening. Yeah, but I I do. What was it? I think it was the. If I remember correctly, it was first round DC, second round. Stipe. Then I think it was third round. Stipe. No, I think no, I think I had him winning four one. If I remember correctly, I think I had him winning four one. You just had him washed. That's not that's not like that far off for me. I but think I think that... I think it was four one. But I think it was like he didn't destroy him. I think it was the second round. I want to say the second round where no, the second round is where he dropped him and almost finished him. Is that the one? Yeah. The second round. Okay, here's what happened. Here's what happened. Uh, Stipe was winning round one, and then he got dropped and almost finished in round one by DC. So I gave him the the first round. Then the then DC was winning all of round two up until the very end, and Stipe dropped him and almost finished him. Okay. And then okay. round three is when the finger poke happened. Yeah, the they eye both poke. Because of the eye, but yeah. but what's name? But uh, Stipe is worse because he shoved yeah. his whole finger in his eye. <laughs> right. 
Um, and, and then, then four so, and five, so, four and five. I think were five. I said I gave it to DC because I think he won the wrestling exchanges. Finally, he was finally winning some scrambles and stuff. Yeah. Um, but he couldn't see out that eye, so he didn't see exactly. Those so yeah, so I, I do remember that. Close. It was real close. That. But I said I didn't think it was a close fight. I thought the f- fifth round was close. And I could see one. given. I could see you given the second round to DC if you. Depending on how you judge the fight, I personally, I think if you get knocked down and almost finished, you lose that round. That's just my thoughts. Even if um, you were technically one in the whole round. Yeah, because I think if you're about to lose the fight, you you lose. See, that's I'm just, going by statistics. That's me, yeah. Though. I got like, you. I got I, you. I, I'm the other way around. If I feel like if I if someone hits you a hundred times, you hit me back one time, and I drop, I don't. I'm not going to sit there and say you won that round. I feel you. But if you knock me out, I'll be like, yeah, you won the fight. But if, I, but if I'm down, <laughs> right. and they're like, man, I'm like, I'll be like, okay, look. Yeah, he won that round, but you're lucky the um, the time kicked in. Like, you got saved by the bell. Yeah. That's what I'll say on that. Um, I'm with you on that. Uh, So, do you think that the fight would have went differently if – I don't like want to play the, like, what if game, the shoulda, coulda, woulda, but if the finger poke or the eye poke that Stipe did, if that didn't happen – you think the fight would have went differently, or do you think Stipe already had control at that point? I think it would have been a closer fight. Okay. And I feel like it would have been more arguable. So where because the the first two fights, they both ended in knockouts. Mm-hmm. I feel like if that fight had happened, there probably would have been a point where DC would have been a little more aggressive. I think the last two rounds, if I remember correctly, that was the one where he was low-key trying to survive. But he was also trying to get some points on the board, too. Mm-hmm. That's what that's how I felt. I felt like he was like, okay, if my eye's done. Because you can see he was just like, like just the rest of the fight. He was just hitting him like that. He was trying to make sure, you know what I'm saying, he can he can still see him. Because he was like, his head was turned. Because he had to use, his vision was done on this side. Yeah, yeah, he couldn't so his, see. His depth perception was was off. He had to, he had no peripheral vision on, on that one side. Right. So he was done. So he was just... Uh, so Steve is abusing that, and then, I mean, you gotta be smart at the end of the day. If you got somebody's eye, you know, what I'm saying closed up or poked it somehow, did anything like that, and that and his vision's obscured. Oh, I'm hitting that be... side every time. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I mean, not that's throwing punches to the side you can see. <laughs> exactly, and he couldn't do anything about it, and he got the dub. So I feel like it just would have been a different game plan at the end of the day because if he, if his eye didn't get poked, it would have been a different game plan. I feel like DC would have been more aggressive. We probably would have seen more more slams because he probably would have hit him. He probably would have dazed him. He probably would have slammed him and then try to do what he could to try to win that fight instead of let me just get these swings in. I can try to turn my body and hit him this way and stuff like that. I don't know. I just feel uh, like it would have been a totally different fight. I feel I feel you on that. I it's, agree. It, it probably still would have been Miocic to win it, but I probably it probably yeah. would have been a lot closer. Um. Where do you, where do you see Daniel Cormier going from here? Does he really retire, or does he fight again? I could see him retiring, but if he came back right now and and not fought him again, I feel like I feel like he would beat whoever it is, unless it's, unless it's John Jones. I feel like he would beat whoever it is that and would still be like, okay, you know, DC still got it, and it's not. And like I said, because you take an L, it doesn't mean oh you don't you don't have any more. I was gonna ask about the legacy. Do you think do you still think of DC oh, the legacy. same as you did? 
No, his legacy is still good. The fact that he, the fact that he lost that fight, that last fight, because like I said, it's kind of like, who else was like? I'm trying to think who else went out like that. Um, I don't know, but can't think off the top of my head right, right now. But I just know that when you when you have an L like that, and you're just like, ah, man, like what about I poke? It probably would be a different fight. That is that kind of thing. So so it doesn't seem as bad because he lost it. It's pretty much oh, this is your last fight. You you gave it your all. Yeah, you got your yeah, you got poking the eye, but you still you still were pushing through and you were trying to do your thing to to keep the fight going. You still you you mm-hmm. you were a warrior at the end of the day. You were a warrior. That's exactly that's, that's the exact word I'm gonna use. You were you were a warrior and your legacy mm-hmm. he, he has a great legacy. He's, in my opinion, he's the second best light heavyweight ever. That's what, that's what I was about to say. He's the second best light heavyweight and probably the second best heavyweight. Yeah. But that, like, and that's great. That's pretty fucking good. Two of them divisions, you're arguably the greatest in both. Yeah. That's so what that's, you lost to the greatest of all time in both divisions. In both of exactly in both divisions. And that's his only L's. It's not even like you yeah. took balls of this person. No, you won you beaten everybody else except the goat in heavyweight and goat and in light heavyweight. Not just beat them, dominated almost everybody you ever fought. Exactly. And, like and on top of that, you were – and not even like you lost – I got destroyed by these people. No, you lost – you lost um, – the first fight against John Jones was close. Mm-hmm. The second one, yeah, you lost. He had – John Jones came out with a better game plan. But then the first uh, Stipe match was – that was when he lost, if I, if I remember correctly. No, right? he won the first Stipe one, and then he, he was beating yeah, him yeah. for four straight rounds. And then at the end of the fourth round is when he got knocked out. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying on the fact that like you have a back and forth with this with this goat and this and the other goat, you arguably like people could argue that he he won that fight against John Jones. Yeah, I don't think so. I personally don't think so. I don't I, think so either. But I, I get the argument. Yeah, most but you can argue that. I think Gus might have beat him in their first fight. Just might be who John Jones in the first fight. Uh, um, the last John Jones last three fights is kind of. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it was a little shaky. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm a little shaky. Before, before we get into, we'll get into John Jones momentarily. What yeah. is what do you think is next for uh, the heavy the heavyweight title? Yeah, who do you think he fights next? I, there's one. There's only one right answer. I know it's, it's supposed to be Ngannou, but I don't think he is gonna fight him. That's gonna make me so mad. He's been waiting for three fucking years. I don't think I don't he's think just been wrecking people. And I think it's gonna be. They're gonna try to make it. I don't know. I just don't. I don't personally see Ngannou going up against him next. Even though I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Fight. Yeah. But I just don't see it coming. I just so you don't think see it's Jones. It. I feel like they're gonna try to make Jones that next guy up. I feel like Jones they're gonna give Jones a, and... they're gonna give, I feel like they're gonna give Jones a, a like a heavyweight that's seasoned. So Derek we Lewis. could be like you said, Derek Lewis. He oof. He That's a perfect destroy. fight for John Jones. You would destroy Derek Lewis, I yeah, feel like. But, Any, but yeah. think about it. All of the best heavyweights in the world, John Jones beats them. The only two yeah. people I can see him fighting right now is Francis Ngannou, because anything can happen with that motherfucker. Because if yeah. you would have told me that he would have knocked Cain Velasquez out in 15 seconds, I would have been like, you're fucking nuts and bananas. Like, I don't fucking I don't believe <laughs> nothing you said. <laughs> um, And then Stipe. I think Stipe, I think... Ultimately, I think they both lose to John Jones. But I think so, Stipe can make a close fight. And I think Ngano has the chance to knock him out. Hmm. I, I like 
that. I, I, and you know, I'm a John Jones fan too, but yeah. I, but we're going to be realistic at the end of the day. I, that's the thing too. Like, I'm not yeah. going to be like, well, he's the GOAT, so nobody's ever going to beat him. I feel like he, those are the only two fights where I can see he might lose. But the thing is, I personally don't, I personally don't see the L coming from those fights. Yeah. I think there's a lot of pit fights. And if I'm being real, I think there's, there's at least like three, maybe four fights in light heavyweight he might lose. In light heavyweight, yeah, that John Jones will lose. Yeah, I, I don't get because I think that. I think he's already I'll lost the two of them. <laughs> I was about to say because Dominic Reyes and Tiago Santos, yeah, those were fights where if somebody said John Jones didn't win that, didn't win those fights, I, I'm not gonna argue with you. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm not gonna argue with. You. Yeah, he got the dub, but I'll be like, ah, those fights were shaky. Like I feel like it's one of the ones where. There's certain rounds in those fights where you can edge it towards whoever. It's not. A, it's not a wash. I'm not like, oh, that that round was definitely John Jones. That round was definitely such. such. It's always like John Jones won this round. He won this round. He won this round. This one's kind of debatable. Like that's that's how I feel with those yeah. those last few fights, and I hate it. And John Jones, <laughs> needs to, like, it, it and it it gives me anxiety. Like I just like, bro, <laughs> like I be getting so worried. I'm like, bro, this dude's about to lose. I'm like, come on, man, like. You, you know the first person to text you when John Jones loses is gonna be me. Oh yeah, I know. Oh, if John Jones loses, my phone is gonna blow up. There's certain people. <laughs> him, if he loses the fight, if Mayweather ever loses the fight, and then um, who else? Who else? I'm trying to think who else will lose. I don't know, but if anybody, if certain people they lose, I'm definitely getting a text from a whole bunch of different people. <laughs> I know you saw that. I know you saw that. Certain, certain, certain That's nation. how I texted you when Tyron Woodley got beat up by Kamara Usman. I'm like, I know you're watching this shit. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> Tyron, Tyron Woodley. I personally feel like I is probably unpopular opinion. It probably isn't. I personally feel like if he fought Conor McGregor, he would win. Tyron I Woodley like, would whoop Conor McGregor's ass. He's way too big for Conor. <laughs> okay, okay, that okay. That's how I feel. I feel like when they was trying to make that fight happen, and Conor yeah, McGregor when, was, no, Conor was, was talking all the shit too. Yeah, like, it's like, just, my, this is my fucking catering bitch. <laughs> like, I feel like Tyron Woodley would have beat the bricks off that man, and I yeah. thought that. I thought the fight against uh, what's his name, Stephen Thompson. Yeah, yeah, I thought that fight was gonna be close. close. Yeah, I didn't. I, yeah. I didn't I think that Usman was gonna do all that. But stay on track, real quick. <laughs> Let's get back to John Jones. Do you really think he's? Are we? Do we really believe he's going to heavyweight? Oh, I, I think what's it? Do you really believe he's going to heaven? I was like, oh my god. <laughs> well, we know that's not happening. <laughs> um. Okay, uh, for heavyweight, um, <laughs> I can see it. What? Okay, here's what I see happening. Okay. I see John Jones getting a shot. But I can see him getting a, a, a throwaway fight against a seasoned person or a person that's not not it. exactly top tier, but it's still like, uh. I got a better one. Not Derek Lewis. Overeem. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It can be somebody like that. It's not going to be. I don't. I don't see Derek Lewis fighting him. But I was say, but uh, Derek Lewis is already scheduled to fight Curtis Blades in November. So, yeah. But I just, I just personally feel like he's not going to like, like. First, I got two scenarios going to happen. I feel like either one, he's going to fight somebody that's either super seasoned, like old, but it's still respected, or somebody that's still on the come up and they're not exactly here yet, but it's like they're down here. And he's going to get that dub. He'll get a shot at the whoever the champion is. He's gonna win that, then he's gonna retire. That's what's gonna happen. Or the other one, he's not gonna do it. He's gonna retire. He's gonna talk all this. He's gonna talk all this mess, and it's just never gonna happen. 
Okay. See, that's what I'm leaning towards. For whatever reason, I just feel like John Jones doesn't want to actually fight at heavyweight. He's just doing it because he's expected. Everybody wants him to do it. Yeah, because he should fight at heavyweight because he's – let's be real. He's not that much smaller than the heavyweights. He's not. He's not te- – technically – Him and Steve are about the same size. I was about to say, build wise, he's bigger than everybody in light heavyweight. So he's bullying the whole light heavyweight division. Exactly. And what made it worse was not only are you bullying everybody, you're quick too. You're quick and you're smart in the ring. That's he's how I feel about Habib. Habib is bullying the lightweight division because he's bigger than everybody. Like, yeah. he's – is a 170 guy. I was gonna say he's pretty much a middleweight. Dropping yeah, tech, down lightweight. Uh, Daniel Cormier said nobody from 185 pounds or down can stop Habib's wrestling. Yeah, I personally don't see anybody doing that. I think I the closest, closest one was um, Demi and Maya. I would have put in his prime. They would have been. Yeah. A, that would have been a nice little exchange wrestling wise. But I still would have had Habib winning that. But I just think that would have been the best shot he would have had against him. So with John Jones, does a loss at heavyweight damage his legacy? Yeah, it would. I agree. I mean, even though I personally, uh, because that's that's where you should be in the first place. It's like you're supposed to be in this division in the first place. I feel like so if he went up yeah. there and he took an L, then it's like, oh, you know, what I'm saying DC came up here and he did his thing. Why can't you? Then it would have been, oh, we we always knew DC was better at that point. That's what a bit. That's what would argue. Yep. I think that. I think if John Jones goes up and loses, there's a much bigger chance of seeing DC versus Jones at heavyweight. Mm. That, mm. that would be crazy. Like, because... But see a sl- slower John Jones go up against DC, who's comfortable at that weight? Yep. That would be a little more... That would be a, a, a scary argument. That would be scary. I agree. Um... So with DC and John Jones now out of the light heavyweight division, who is going to be the new kingpin? Um, some names I wrote down. This is the top five, and then one extra: uh, Dominic Reyes, Tiago Santos, Jan Blakovic, uh, Glover Teixeira, Anthony Smith, and then Anthony Rumble Johnson. Hmm. I personally, I don't see Anthony Johnson being that top dog. I, I think Anthony Johnson's going to come back. He's going to try to fight a couple times. He might fight John Jones at heavyweight, and he's going to retire again. Probably. I can see that coming, too. Because they're all going to take him down and rear naked choke his ass like everybody else does. I can see Dominic Reyes being the new top dog, but we're not going to care because he doesn't have the the marketability. I feel you. I don't think John Jones is that marketable, to be honest with you. Actually, John Jones is very marketable. Very I, so. I hate him because he's an asshole. That's the thing about him. Like he, he's like fake humble. Like he's like yeah, he's right. Like, I don't like that shit. He tries to be humble, but then he'll just do some other shit at the same time. You be like, bro, come on. Now. But That's I love it. it. You remember fight when he fought DC the first time? Is and when he chop? He said, "What? Well, I don't remember exactly." But everybody booed DC and acted like DC was the worst human on the planet, and we're cheering John Jones like he was fucking Mother Teresa. But that's the thing because of the marketability. Because these at that time, DC was the family man. Yeah, he should be the guy that they're cheering for. I know. As I'm saying, we just saw him as a family man. Where we had John Jones, who was out there, you know, dominating. He's like, "Hey, I'm not afraid of he was anybody." Trying to eliminate families. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. I'm supposed to say that. I'm a bad guy. <laughs> no, but I, feel, I just, I just personally feel like. We, because of the marketability, 
like when you get your John Joneses and your Brock Lesnar, your Conor McGregor, your Ronda Rousey and her prime, they had this certain star power. And DC is not charismatic like that. Now, even though Chael Sonnen wasn't a top dog like that, he was able to market himself to, to, to a main event pretty much. We saw him and was like, he's not that cold like that, uh, but he was able to talk his way into a big fight. You got to listen. Chael Sonnen has never <laughs> lost, not even a round. Tito <laughs> tapped, Fedor quit. John Jones broke his toe and had to sit. I'm not going to do this with you, Travis. <laughs> He's got the biggest arms in Westland, Oregon. I'm not doing this with you. Look, <laughs> you call yourself the bad guy, but he is the bad guy. He is the gangster, the American gangster. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about Chael Sonnen. I'll call well, him yeah. up right now. <laughs> I, I do. Chael Sonnen into the call, though. <laughs> Hey, if he if he got in here, I'll be like, you know what? <laughs> now listen here, Kenny. You know how great the you know how great of a show that would be at the debut. We had a a a, a UFC like an ex UFC fighter in here. Oh, that'd top. be amazing. <laughs> I'd be like, what? I, was, that, you know, that, you I don't know if the world can handle three bad guys like that though. If you pulled oh, out all the stops like that on the first episode, <laughs> we are in for a good show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I agree. It might, I, I don't know, though. I don't think – I'm going to go with an, a hot take here. I don't think there's going to be a light heavyweight kingpin. I think the, the title is going to get pinballed around for a little bit. I can see that. I can see that. But I think saying, there's nobody marketable in that division right now. Everybody in that, that was marketable left. Yeah. And DC wasn't really super, super marketable like that, but we just – we didn't have John Jones at the time, so it was like, well, we got DC. Yeah. I'm with it. Uh. Let's talk about Habib. He has announced his plans for what he wants to be his final three opponents. Uh, so we got Justin Gaethje where he'll unify the titles on – it's already scheduled for UFC 254 on October 24th. Who do you got in that fight? Oh, my birthday too. Um, I got Habib winning. Yeah, me too. I think Gaethje's, yeah. got, Gaethje's dangerous but not – yeah, he's probably the most dangerous fight he'll he's had so far. Um. But I still, I think Habib's gonna win. I think Habib's got something to prove. Um, for the first time in a long time, I think Habib wants to go out there and be a monster. You know what I mean? Like I think he wants to go out there and maul this guy. Habib is a a monster, but like I said, it's that markability thing. He's not a star. He's not. He's the second highest paid fighter in the UFC. Yeah, because he has no choice. Because he's winning. He's like, well, you gotta pay me, and you know why? You wanna know why he got that? Because Connor. Exactly. That was yeah, exactly. Connor's number exactly. one. And then you because, got because Khabib came out there acting a fool, that made him that made him a little more marketable. But I still feel like at the end of the day, he's not marketable. I, I would agree with you. He's not. He's not a. He's a star, but not like a. Not not the same way that Connor or Jorge. He's not or, a superstar. Yeah. Exactly. Um, he's somebody, we, we'll watch the fight because we're like, man, Khabib was cold. But at the same time, we're not going to be like, man, like everybody in the world is not going to be tuned into that. Like the word of Conor McGregor or, or Jorge Masvidal. Or, yeah. Or Israel well, Adesanya is really. I think, I think Masvidal just got to that point. He, no, he did. He definitely did. Uh, he got to that point. When he ran and needed. Yeah, 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 yeah Ben Askren. When he beat Ben Askren. Is that the last oh. fight he had? No, he lost to Oboy. No, before Usman. Before Usman. 
Was it after yeah. and then Usman? I think I think that was the one before. I mean, let me look it up real quick. I think that was the last one he had. Nope, nope. Nate Diaz. He fought Nate Diaz. Ah, don't get me started on Nate the BMF Diaz. The belt. Um, <laughs> so overrated. Let me, let me not get into that. <laughs> uh, so his next fight, Habib's second to last fight that he wants is he preferred for it to be in April 2021, just before Ramadan. He wants to fight George St. Pierre. You're not excited. Is that what you said? Who said what? You said you're not excited. No, I don't know how I feel about that one. I just, I'll watch it because it's UFC and it's because it's, you know, them. But I personally feel like GSP is going to look really bad in that fight. It's not, it's, it's not a fight that favors GSP at all, I feel like. Because he's not in his prime. He's not in his prime. And this guy is in his prime, and they're both, and he's pretty much doing what he's doing. And he was, and he, and not, and, and to be real, he's better at him than it, like better than yeah. him at it. I say that like that. I said yeah. it weird. Better at him than, uh, yeah, better than him at it. I agree. I think that George St. Pierre loses, unfortunately, but I don't think that primal prime, I think George St. Pierre beats him. Does that make sense? I, I don't see it. But, I do, because he mean, had better striking than Habib. He does, but. If he takes him down, what's he going to do? He's going to wrestle with him. I don't think Khabib's wrestling is that much better than prime George St. Pierre. I, in my opinion, George St. Pierre in his prime has the best wrestling MMA has ever seen. I think it's... Khabib is, is a second. I think Khabib is number one. And I think GSP, in his prime, if they try to, if he just <sighs> kept standing up, standing up somehow, GSP will win. But Khabib's not going to let that happen. And Khabib will take him down, get those points, Punch on him a few times on the chin, and then he'll kick it up. He'll do it. He'll just keep. He'll just be that over and over again for about two rounds, and then he'll probably take him down and probably submit him at the end. Yeah, around like the fourth round. I'll say I was like fourth round. He would have. He would have made him tap. I'm with you on that. I feel you. Uh, and then finally, he wants to end his career by facing Conor McGregor. Uh, the only caveat is that he wants Conor to first fight and beat Dustin Poirier. <laughs> Maybe he gave him like. An ultimatum and goals to you, <laughs> like, yeah, right? Like, like the goals to, to do before you fight him again. I don't I, like what happened to I'll never fight you again. To you have to win ten fights in a row. Now it's just fight Dustin Poirier, and it's because he just he wants that payday again. He exactly. knows he's he knows he knows not getting that payday. That's why that's the only reason why everybody up they, everybody says that oh if you want to beat me you got to beat this person you got to do this and that. At the end of the day, it's still a money thing, so they're gonna be like you know what. I'll fight him. Yeah, I said he sucks, but I'll beat him again. I'll get my payday and then move on. <laughs> I agree. I'm with you on that. So let's look at uh, UFC fight night. Um, we're just going to look at the main event and the co-main event. Right. Uh, this is this Saturday. Uh, we got a three-round main event because someone dropped out. I can't remember who it was, but Anthony Smith wanted, wanted a pay raise to go up to five rounds. They told him no, so he said, I'll fight three rounds in the main event. So that's what they're going to do. Um, we've got Anthony Smith at number five versus Alexander Rockick at, which is at, uh, number eight, uh, it's a light heavyweight three round fight. Like I said, uh, Anthony Smith is 33 and 15, 32 years old, six foot three and 76 inch reach. Alexander Rockick is 12 and two, 28 years old, six foot three and 78 inch reach. Um, Anthony Smith is seven and three in the last 10. Three and two in his last five. Rockick is nine and one in his last ten. Four and one in the last five. 
Um, Anthony Smith is coming off a devastating loss of Glover to share, which we talked about earlier where he just got beat up. Um, and then Rockick is coming off of a split decision loss to Vulcan Ozdemir. Uh, Anthony Smith has a 91% finish rate and Alexander Rockick has a 83% finish rate. So I don't see this going to the judges. So you see a knockout coming. I see a knockout between them. Yep. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb. I think Rockick is going to win. I, I don't think so. You think Anthony Smith is going to win? I think Anthony Smith is going to win. Think he has something to prove after getting beat up like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah, you on I, that. Yeah, I got Smith winning that one. And then lastly, we've got... Um, is that the main event? That's the main event. Okay. And this is the co-main. Robbie Lawler, number 13 at welterweight versus the number 14 welterweight, Neil Magny. That's also a three-round fight. Mm. Got, it's going to be a fight, That's right? A fight. <laughs> I'm more excited about that fight than the main event. I, I was just thinking, like, you could put them in main event. <laughs> I've been that dope. is. You got 28 and 14, Robbie Lawler. He's 38 years old, 5 feet 9 inches tall, and 74 inch reach. Versus Neil Magny. He's 23 and 8, uh, 33 years old, 6 feet 2 inches tall, and 80 inch reach. That's a huge fucking reach advantage. 6 inches. Wow. Yeah. Um, Robbie Lawler is six and four in his last 10, but only one and four in his last five. He's coming off a unanimous decision loss to Colby Covington is currently on a three fight loss streak. Uh, he has a 75% finish rate. Neil Magny is seven and three in his last 10, four and one in his last five. Uh, he's coming off a unit unanimous decision win against Anthony Rocco Martin. He's on a two fight win streak and has a 43% finish rate. Who you got here? I got Magny winning this. I agree. I think Robbie Lawler is. He's washed now. Nah, I don't want to say. I was going to say washed, but I don't want to say washed because I fuck with Robbie Lawler heavy. But no, I like Robbie Lawler, but after that L, he took Tyron Woodley. His career went downhill after that. <laughs> I I feel like Robbie Lawler is not best suited for the UFC anymore. Mm. You say he should go to like MMA or Bellator? Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah I, I, I got Magny winning that. Magny, they're both cold. It was prime on prime. That would have been crazy. This I think Magny's going to outwork him for all three rounds and win a decision. I can see that. And then, but here's my question that'll be four straight losses for Robbie Lawler. Do you think he gets cut? He's out of here. I agree. And that's, I think he goes to Bellator. He's not a he's not a market draw anymore. He's he's no. not. He'd be There's great for Bellator though. Yeah, I mean, he's, who's he going Bellator. To be? I, I see Bellator as like up and comers, and like people going up the hill and people coming down the hill. Does that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Not, like that's not, that's yeah. the perfect mix in right there. USC is for the elite of the elite. Yeah, I'll give you that. All right, so before we move into um, – that's my last – that's it for MMA. But before we get into uh, wrestling, how about you tell the listeners where else they can see you, Kenny? You can see me on the Bad Guys Spoken Podcast on YouTube. We are available on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok now. we got a TikTok account. Hey. So we can try to be everywhere. Just look for Bad Guys Spoken. That's usually the app. Either the bad guy spoken or just bad guy spoken. It's usually bad guy spoken. But yeah, if you like unpopular opinions and you like, you know, raunchy and what's the other word I'm looking for? Just <laughs> just off raw? the handle. Yeah, just raw footage and just m- might get canceled kind of stuff. 
just go ahead and watch the bad guys book and we talk about everything there from music to movies to fighting to sports everything I like it. And if you miss any episodes, you can find them at team13media.com. All right, let's get into this wrestling. Talk yeah. about wrestling. We got, all right, we're going to review TakeOver 30. Uh, we're just going to go over a couple matches here. Um, did you get a chance to watch any highlights or watch the show at all? I didn't get to watch either that or SummerSlam. I was supposed to watch that tonight. So okay. you're, I'm, getting, I'm getting the highlights from you. For, for okay, cool. Uh, so with the North American title match, we had Damian Priest versus Cameron Grimes versus Johnny Gargano, versus Velveteen Dream, versus Bronson Reed. Um, watching this match, I just watched it today. I didn't get to watch it Saturday, but this was honestly one of the funnest ladder matches I've watched. One, Cameron Grimes, I don't know if you know who that is. No, I, but... do. I know all of them. Velveteen Dream is... Oh, I, I saw I saw a post where they said one got to go, and it was either him or Billy Gunn. And... It was hard for me. I'm not going to lie to you. It was hard. Because <laughs> I like Velveteen Dream and I like Billy Gunn. But I f- personally feel like Billy – or not Billy Gunn. Velveteen Dream is a better wrestler than Billy, Billy oh, Gunn. 100%. Now, and before I get into this, I got to ask you this question. Fight. Okay. I got to ask you this question. Have you seen the news with Velveteen Dream recently? The news? Yeah. I think the nudes at first. I was like, I hope he didn't well, say I that. Well, I mean, it, it kind of relates to that. Oh no! I didn't he's see that. he's been accused by two people of being basically a groomer, um, and a pedophile. Oh wow! Dang it, Velveteen! <laughs> I agree because that pisses me off. Because like he was one of my favorite wrestlers. I Here's like the thing too. though. Triple H has come out on behalf of WWE and said, "Hey, we looked into this. Like these accusations happened about two months ago. Shortly after the accusations came out." Uh, Velveteen Dream was actually in a car accident and he wasn't medically cleared to be in the ring. So he was off TV for about two months. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was brought back to TV, he won his match. People didn't like that. So Triple H had to go out and do the, the speak. He said, hey, we understand these accusations were made. We looked into them. We didn't find anything. So therefore, we can't just uh, we can't punish him anymore because we didn't find anything to punish him over uh so in response to that we have uh where do do you think he was in actually in a car accident or do you think they just did that so they can give some time on tv so they can take and rectify everything i don't know (laughs) i haven't done the the research i'll just not find out about this and i'm i'm I got questions. <laughs> He's uh, I I didn't do the research to check to see if news reports or anything in Orlando mm. had said that he was in a car accident. You know what I mean? So like local stuff, but that's I don't know. But in response to Triple H's public message, right? Uh, one of the accusers comes out and says that well. Triple H, WWE, no one ever contacted me. No one talked to me. Yeah. Um, so, on one hand, I've got to think that with there not being any charges uh, filed against Velveteen Dream, no arrests made, no public investigations made, WWE says it's clear. All we have on the other side is just 
someone saying that it happened. There were there was a screenshot and a screen recording um, that was supposed to be like evidence against him. And it never came out. No, it did. They 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 released him. The the accusers released him. But I don't know. I wanted. I'm usually on the side of believe the accuser because usually there's where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. But I can't. I don't understand how no, no none of these other things. No public investigation. No arrest. No charges being filed. No um, WWE being just. Oh, it's, we look. There's nothing. Uh, John, that you guys can hear on Book It a Wrestling podcast uh, every once in a while. Uh, is very much against Velveteen Dream at this point, and wants WWE to release anything they found that would exonerate Velveteen Dream, which is not going to happen. You're not going to. They're not going to release the evidence against him or for him. Okay, I'll say this. I'll say this. Just to, if he did do that, and it's true, they need to get rid of him. He needs to do jail time. Agreed. He needs to be persecuted for that. Agreed. Now, if he did not do that, and these accusers are just trying to, you know, I'm, I'm just pretty much jealous and hating on him, whatever, and they want to see him go down, <laughs> I feel like they need to be persecuted. Another thing and, is, one of the accusers is an indie wrestler. Hmm. Which could be, like, clout chasing and... And I'm just yeah. playing devil's advocate because, like I said, I'm with you. If he did it, it's fucking for life. Fuck him, let him yeah, die. Exactly. I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if he didn't do it, that's my thing. Is I feel like this could end up being Muhammad Hassan all over again. That that sucks. But they want Muhammad Hassan was there. There that had nothing to do with him. This has yeah. everything to do with him. If if he if he did this, this had everything to do with Velveteen Dream. No, but I'm saying if he didn't do it. Oh yeah, then it's all it. over again. Where, yeah, yeah, it's just ugh. Um, but going back to the match, so we don't spend too much time on on Velveteen Dream and his situation. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Grimes. This is the first time I've seen. This is the first time I saw Damian Priest, Cameron Grimes, and Bronson Reed. Um, I don't follow NXT heavily, so like that's my fault. I, I, guess, I usually watch the highlights. I've never like watched the I, whole thing. I don't have um cable anymore i just watch everything on um on w network when i watch that I got stuff you. i just watch pay-per-views now so i just happened to miss this one because i was working that day so i did i did want to see that i did want to see that and i, feel I like still recommend going back and watching it um it's I'm such a fun it. match i'll definitely watch it cameron grimes does comedy so well like he he was doing comedy the entire match and it never fell out of place. Like, you know when Santino Morello would do com- comedy? It would just yeah. feel like R-Truth, and it just feels like... It feels forced. It took away from the moment. Everything that Cameron yeah. Grimes did was, one, hilarious, but two, fit perfectly into the story of the match. At one point, he goes to pull a ladder out of the um, out from under the ring, and it's like a fucking two-step ladder. He's like, what the, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Um, and then he was climbing up on, like, there was the two ladders side by side. He climbed up, like, on both sides, on both ladders. And then they picked the ladder up and pulled him apart and made him do the splits. Mm. Like, everything, it just made sense. Whatever whatever he would do, it made sense. Um, 
I like that. I like Bronson Reed and Damian. I liked everybody in this match, to be honest with you. If the accusations against Velveteen Dream are proved to be untrue, I can see all of these guys at the top of the card on the main roster. Being top dog, yeah. Yeah. Um, overall, I'm glad that Damian Priest won. I probably would have rooted for Cameron Grimes overall. He's probably my my favorite of the match. Damian Priest winning was cool, and then he he took the title and went directly backstage to a hot tub pool of girls and had them pour champagne all over him after he won. And I'm like, that's G shit. I'm with it. Did I like it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we had uh, Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole. Yeah, I am that's... shocked how good Pat McAfee was. So he's actually a decent wrestler. Yes. Okay. Um, I saw that clip of him punting him. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. He, if they would have had Pat McAfee beat Adam Cole, I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah, it, it made sense. At one point, uh, his Pat McAfee's entourage that had like AJ Hawk and some other football players got into it with Adam Cole and the um, undisputed error. Yeah, and then the security came out and like was breaking them up. And at this time, fucking uh, Pat McAfee climbs the top rope because they're all on the outside of the ring by the ramp. Pat McAfee climbs the top rope and does a swanton dive into all of them, knocks everybody out. See, yeah, he does a moonsault. Like he did, he did all kinds of shit that like you wouldn't expect a celebrity to do. Because usually they come out there, they don't really do too much. Exactly. This this kind of like remember Snooki versus uh, Snooki and Trish versus whoever they fought at that WrestleMania was, that year. That was awful. That was awful. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I'm so glad that's not what happened. But Adam Cole ends up winning that match. Um, but it was it was close. I could see them running it back for Survivor Series or Mania or something. Okay. Or I yeah, could see I them. I could see him doing another one. Because Pat McAfee's not in the league anymore, if I remember correctly. No, no, he gave it up to do like podcasting and other stuff. Like he. Yeah. So he, he so left he, in he, his prime to go do other things. Yes, that's what's up. Then he can definitely do it. And uh, he can definitely be one of the, uh, I won't say, I won't say top dogs, but he can definitely uh, do his thing and, you know, bring more viewers in. Oh, for sure. Uh, next up, we've got Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross for the NXT title match. You know who Karrion Cross is? That's the one with uh, Scarlett. Yep. Right? Yep. Okay. yep. He used to be Killer Cross on the Indies. Man. That's where I knew him from. Okay, I was like, why does that man look familiar? I just can't think of where I knew him from. Killer Cross, that's who it is. I ain't gonna lie. He looks a little, like, if I just saw a picture just from, like, the neck up of this man, mm-hmm. I would think that he's probably in, like, the KKK or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, I was, he's got that, like, pencil-thin fucking goatee. Yeah, he looks nasty, but I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize... That was him to just now. I was wondering because I looked at him and I was like, that man looks familiar. I just don't know why I know him. Yeah. Um, so Beth Phoenix had a line in commentary right before the match started that made sense. He said, she said, if if um Keith Lee is the superhero we've always wanted, Karrion Cross is the supervillain we've always feared. Okay. And that told the match the story of the match perfectly. So he, okay. Um, keep going, keep going. I was just thinking about he something. just he beat Keith Lee to a pulp. Mm. And every time Keith Lee would get start to get a little comeback coming and everything, he would just beat him down again. Slow, methodical, monstrous. Keith Lee looked like Corey Graves said it best. 
Keith Lee looked like he had been fighting for two hours. Karrion Cross looked like he just walked out of the, walked to the ring. Mm. It was great. He hit him with the Keith Lee hit him with his finish, which is also called the Spirit Bomb. So I kind of fucked with that a little bit. It's yeah. like a last ride and a Batista bomb combined. Um, I like that. But then he just kicked out. Keith Lee did. No, Keith Lee did, hit the Spirit Bomb and Karrion Cross just kicked out. Then mm. Karrion Cross ended up winning the match as he should have. He's been destroying everybody. Um, so I'm with it. But the thing is, there's rumors that he has a torn rotator cuff. In real life, and, he does? Yeah, in real life. He might be out for a while, so he might have to vacate the belt. Mm. Um, then we've got SummerSlam, which was Sunday. Uh, only to go over a couple matches here as well. We've got Seth Rollins versus Dominic Mysterio. See, I want to see that. I like, like, I heard, you know, he got his wrestling gear and everything, and I heard this fight was amazing too. Yeah, he. When I tell you he was cold, he was cold. Like he came out here and he just, he looked like he belonged. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, some of that credit has to go to Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Period. I'd say probably is the best wrestler in the world right now. No, I wouldn't say that. That's a lie. Randy Orton is the best say, wrestler in the world. As much as you talk about Randy Orton. <laughs> Randy Orton's the best wrestler in the world right now. Seth Rollins is probably second, though. Um, okay. But this match, it was a street fight. It made sense. Like Before the match started, they showed uh, Ray, his mom, and uh, Ray, Dominic, and Dominic's mom backstage. And sure. Dominic basically told his mom, like, hey, you need to go, go somewhere else. I need to talk to dad. And he told him, he's like, look, this is my fight. I don't care what's going on. You can be in my corner, but you don't do anything. You don't step in. I kind of with that. Yeah, he told Ray Mysterio. He's yeah. like, Ray's like, I can't do that. He said, then you can't come out here. And Ray's like, all right, all right, I promise, I promise. He's like, all right. You promise. Okay, I'll give, this is what I'll give Dominic for sure, too. They've given Dominic some great storylines. Yes. For him just starting. Like, they, he got out there, he got, you know, demolished by Brock Lesnar. He was getting uh, the thing with Samoa Joe, like just just different things like that. He's just he's really giving some good storylines as soon as he got out there. Agreed, one hundred percent agreed. Not everybody gets that, and that's that's a good thing for him. They they're they're doing they're they're doing him justice. I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Um, what was I saying? Uh, so so then they come out and they they're beating the fuck out of Dominic Mysterio, like. He's having his hope spots and he's doing his thing, right? Like it's it's all good. He uh but they've beaten him down. And then he gets him he ends up getting the upper hand on Rollins, gets him on the mat, he climbs to the top rope and does the frog splash. Sure. In memory of Eddie Guerrero. Then eventually, like the match keeps going, they're beating each other up. They had a bunch of weapon spots, like all kinds of stuff. There was one spot where there was a table set up and um Actually, no, that's not. I'm thinking of a different match, but it was a good spot too. It was Mandy <laughs> Rose versus Sonny Deville. But there was a table set up, and she was just sliding chairs, like steel chairs, rapidly across the table every time Sonny Deville would try to stand up. So she was like <laughs> shooting them at her head. It was, it was a great spot. But um, this table spot with them, they did a, a backbreaker into it. But okay. he hits the, he, at one point, he hits the 619 on Rollins and then climbs up and finishes off with the frog splash. I was like, that's, that's your finish now. Six one nine into the frog splash, yeah. but eventually, uh, 
Ray's mom comes out, or Dominic's mom comes out and is about to get into the match. And Ray Mysterio has to go over there and like, hey, you can't get in. You got to go away. You got to go away. And then finally, Ray Mysterio ends up interfering in the match. And I think that that's going to be the the catalyst where Dominic's going to turn on Ray for not not listening to him. Yeah. Uh, Rollins ended up winning the match, but there was a couple times where it looked like Dominic was actually going to win. So I'm with it. Dominic can stay, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Dominic, I think Dominic is 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 very good. I think, um, especially when uh, he hit the six one nine with his dad at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's like stuff like that. We saw how he he he's good. Like he's he's he belongs. I feel mm-hmm. like he'd be a good addition. He's a great addition to the to the brand. I I 100% agree. Uh, Next up, we have the WWE Championship match with Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Uh, Drew McIntyre ended up retaining the title. It was a good back-and-forth match. I mean, the you'll-never-see-it-coming thing was – that's the tagline for SummerSlam this year, and it was was put well use here because um, it ended with a backslide pinfall. Yeah, yeah, I, I did see that. I saw that. Yeah, so it was a good match. Not not like anything special to write home about. Nothing really to to go over too much there. And then finally, the main event was Braun Strowman versus The Fiend. Um, this was pretty much just a brawl the whole time. Uh, the Fiend ended up winning, but after he was done celebrating, as he's celebrating, it was the, the return of the big dog. Oh, no, I did see that. I did see that. Yeah, Roman Reigns came out, and he. I don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy, to be honest with you. Which one? Roman. Any of them, to be honest with you. I was going to say, out of this storyline, I don't know who's the bad guy in that. Because they're all doing bad guy shit. Yeah. Uh, he, speared Bron- or he speared the Fiend. Okay. And then beat the living shit out of uh, uh, Braun Strowman. Yeah. And told him, you're not a monster unless I'm here. Yeah, I, I see. I and saw then, that part. And then he told Bray, Bray Wyatt, you're just, a, uh, you're just a freak in the mask. You can't handle these responsibilities. Yeah. That's nasty. That's a nasty I, line by him. Roman, I'll say this. I'll say this. Okay. Now, with The Fiend, I love the gimmick. Love the gimmick. Okay. Love the music. I love everything about him. But the only thing about him, when WWE makes his storylines, is very hit or miss with him. And I feel like because I did see with the Fiend, okay, it's very hit or miss with him. And I feel like this was a miss. You think so? Against Braun Strowman? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I feel like they could have handled it better. Yeah. So I I, also went on too long. Yes, and I feel like with with him, I I don't know. Last thing about the fiend, it's like that's like it's such a great gimmick, but I feel like when they get supernatural with him, it is really silly. Like it's so silly to the point where it's just like it's twenty twenty. Supernatural stuff doesn't work. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay, we had the Undertaker back in the day, and Great Spirit. That was cool, but it's like now it's like okay. I don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't work as well, especially when you're trying to do new stuff. You don't know what you want to do with him either. So it's like mm-hmm. you want to let's do the red lights. Let's let's not do the red lights. Let's have him go up against John Cena and have him go in a different world. Let's have him have a regular match. Let's hey, have that, that John Cena match was the cold. You say you like that? Yeah, the the little movie. I like that. I want to say I think like I don't know. A lot of people are talking about how great that was. I I on top of opinion, I didn't. I wasn't messing with it. Really? Okay. I was just like. 
okay, I, I'm ready for the match. And then they said, no, he just he just made him disappear. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, like, like I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just personally, like, I, I was waiting to see a match, a, re- a good old wrestling match back and forth, a little storyline in the wrestling match. But it just, it was just a weird. It was weird. Like I said, I, I feel like to me, he's hit or miss. And sometimes, sometimes I'm like this. I'm like sometimes I'm like okay, this fiend gimmick is, is just top of the line. And sometimes I'm like, ah, I don't know what they're doing with him. I, I said that's how I feel with him every time. I feel you on that. I I, I get you. Um, I just feel like this is the miss. But I feel like we're we're I'm gonna say Ronda Rousey. We're Roman Reigns. I feel like he's gonna be um, great, especially if he coming back like that. Oh, I agree. Um, his shirt said "Wreck Everyone and Leave." I fuck with that. I want yeah. I want Roman Reigns to come out here and be a world beater. Like I want him to not give a fuck who you are. Anybody can get these hands. I want him to come back with a new attire. Yeah. And do his thing. I, he I don't was wearing, want he was just wearing black pants and a t-shirt. I know, that's what I'm saying. I saw that, but yeah. I was hoping like he doesn't wear the shield outfit anymore. I want him to come out new gimmick. I mean not new gimmick, but just new, like probably have some tights on or something and then yeah. do his thing. Well, you know why just he wears the shield thing, right? No, I don't. Because he's not that buff. Oh, like, he doesn't have abs. Because he's oh, he like okay. his body type is like his he's Samoan, so yeah, he holds a lot of body fat. So he's got. So a he's big not chest. like shredded. He's just so a he's got, he's got he's got a little he's got a little gut to him. So he wears that to like because his arms are huge. It makes him look yeah, more more like uh, intimidating. It's, he's built like the Usos. Yeah. With bigger but arms. You can still do shirtless. Does he have a chest tattoo? I don't know. I don't I think so. so I know he's got that big arm tattoo, but I think I, it, I think it does goes. go into his titty like like the rock. That that's fine. Let it rock. That's the, it still looks cool. You don't have to have the big the, the big The Rock wasn't big in big in his career either. He's big now. The but rock? when he was in wrestling, he wasn't big. I feel you on that, but I but remember when he first got big, like when he first came in the ring, he he didn't have abs. He didn't have abs to like the the the. Dude, it was a movie star. When, yeah, when he started shaving his head, like when he shaved mm-hmm. his head down, that's when he got the abs. Before that, with the sideburns, he always had a gut, and yep. he was a top superstar at one point. You can do exactly. that. I just think they're trying to market him as being the Samoan Superman, and Samoan Superman can't have beer gut. You know what I mean? But that's WWE's problem, though. You don't have to have one top guy. You can have several people. I think there should be twelve top guys. That's what I'm saying. You can have, and 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 that Vince McMahon just needs to realize that you don't need just one big guy and then have everybody else be be top card people. You can have a whole bunch of big guys. WCW had that, and it worked until they had it took this NWO thing and took it in yeah and went 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 farther than it should have. Because I personally feel like a faction shouldn't have more than four people in it. I personally feel like that. And when you have 111 people on NWO at the same time, it doesn't work out. There's no way to really stop it. It just linger around forever to the point that the company goes under. I feel like literally don't have a top guy. You can have you can have your John Cena's, your Randy Orton's, your uh, – have that. We had an era where they did that. Remember when it was – um. I would say a little bit after Evolution broke up, there was an era where we had Undertaker, Rey Mysterio, we had uh, John Cena, Edge, Batista. We had all these people in the top spot, and it was nice. And I was probably that was one of the best eras I feel like. Besides Airbus Attitude Era, I personally like this era. Like yeah. That era right there. 
I thought that was one. I thought that was a great era to be in. Yeah, I agree. Um, real quick, is with Dominic Mysterio and Pat McAfee coming out and having these great debuts. Um, once again, our buddy John had a hot take that said we no longer can have celebrities coming out here and use and or celebrities are athletes from other sports coming in and stinking up the place like Cain Velasquez and Ronda Rousey. Do you think Ronda Rousey is a failed experiment? No. I agree. I, heard, I think she was I great. I thought she was good. I thought she was good. I think she wasn't that good on the microphone. That's the only thing about it. I think that was the oh, only yeah, thing. Yeah, she, she needed a manager. She yeah, she needed somebody to talk to Miss for like how Brock Lesnar does. Because I personally imagine like Brock Paul Lesnar. Heyman being her manager. Exactly. That I was gonna say if if Paul Heyman just stuck to like three people, not not Brock Lesnar, but if he had Ronda Rousey with him, like he had, like he represented Ronda Rousey, represented Brock Lesnar, and let's say he let's say he represented Pat McAfee. Let's say let's say he represented yeah. him too. If he comes out there and talks for him, like you know, talks them up. And then they have their match, and they just go out there and do what they're supposed to do, and they go back to standing. He's like, "I told you he would win." That that it, it would work every time. One hundred percent, I agree. Um, so we're we're in agreement there. Let's look and at I, uh, go ahead. What? No, I was gonna say, and that's what I feel like. What exactly what you said? What Ronda Rousey was missing was she just needed somebody to talk for her because, like, she wasn't she didn't stink up the place with her promos. She was just, eh, it was just like okay, yeah, bad. it was there. Yeah, it was there, but it, she needed more. She needed more charisma, because because the same way with USC, she would talk that mess. She was like, "Oh no, they, it, like I'll beat her down." This is this. It came off kind of WWE ish, but it just didn't work as well in the WWE. I personally feel like I feel like she needed somebody to talk for. Um, going into let's look at WWE Payback, which is this Sunday. So they're doing back to back pay per views. Sunday was SummerSlam. This coming Sunday, we got payback. Right now, the only announced matches are the role models, Bailey and Sasha Banks, will defend their women's tag team titles versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. This match makes no sense to me. Why are Nia Jax and <laughs> Shayna Baszler a tag team? I don't like that. Yeah. Who's the baby face here? Because last I checked, they were all four heels. They That's are nasty. Him. I don't like that. I think, I think in this case, they would make... Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, the the faces. I agree, and it's it's nasty. I don't like that. And it's not even uh, like, it's like they're not even like really technically the face. It's pretty much because Bailey comes off as a fake face. Yeah, because you know how like her gimmick is. So it makes her more of a heel. If that makes sense. It's like you're a fraud at this point because yeah. you yeah you're trying to be like you're trying to be a role model technically. And it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Like it, 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 it works on her, her end. But if she was going up against the face, it'll work better. Her going up against another heel, it's like, okay, everybody, I don't know who to root for in this. This is what doesn't make sense about heel versus heel booking. The only time I've seen this work is when they did Shield versus Wyatt Family the first time. Yeah. that was, But that was also two groups that were coming in here and just destroying everything. Yeah, so that's why I made sense. That but... It's different because it's like we're gonna come for you, and that's just it. We're gonna just keep trying to get at exactly. you, and that's just it. And it just works, and it just works. Whereas this one, it's just weird. Like I don't know. They're all just heels and like heel heels, where nobody wants to root for them. Yeah, it's, it's not like yeah. they're cool heels. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. Um, 
Next up, we've got Apollo Crews versus Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship. Okay. I don't know how you feel about this storyline. I personally don't like it. I think it's gone on too long. Yeah. I like the Hurt really, Business, though. You don't like them? I do like them. I like them. I just want but to I move like on this storyline is stupid. I feel like it's stupid, and I feel like what they personally, what I feel like they need to do is it just says Apollo Cruz is a great wrestler, but he's another one. He's not marketable. Like, like you know how you know how you always say um, wrestling is the most important thing in wrestling. You know how you say that. Yes, it's the most least like, important thing. And yes, yeah, I'm saying I feel like Apollo Cruz is an example of that. One hundred percent. Even though I personally don't don't agree with that, I don't agree with that statement you say. He would be a good argument for you because he's someone who can wrestle his ass off, but he he's just boring outside of wrestling. Like he can't when it's like when it's not ding ding ding, then they fight. He's not there. Like right after that, when they do the match, you know he's coming out like oh, you know I got the double. He gets hit. He's just, oh, we don't. I don't really care. Like when he gets beat up, so like he's not someone I'm really invested in. It's just okay. That was crazy. That was a good match he just did, but as soon as that's over with and we got to go to the story, storyline portion, he gets beat up. He's beating them up. I don't mm-hmm. care. I'm just like, okay, let's get to the match. 100%. And, I, and it sucks. Um, next, we got Randy Orton versus Keith Lee. Randy Orton versus Keith Lee? Yeah. That match about to be cold. That's going to be a good match. If Rand- Okay, I'll say it like this. Because I know Randy Orton's your GOAT. But yeah, not my GOAT. He's, just, he's the best right now. Okay. I, I respect that, too. Yeah. I feel like Randy Orton, if he cares enough, yeah, this is gonna be a great match. Now I think he's he having did, the best run of his career right now. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking more Legend Killer, like the first this, time around. I would say this is the Legend Killer. I know, but the first time around, they really they murdered him perfectly the first time around with that Legend Killer stuff. He was beating up on every old man you could you could <laughs> you could see. And I liked it. It made him such a heel because they just be sitting there watching the match and they get snacked, snatched out of the ring. John Cena's dad wasn't even a legend. He getting beat up. Like, it was just, <laughs> like I, I liked it. I just liked it. It was just it didn't matter. Hulk Hogan be sitting there talking to his daughter. He's like, no, if you get an RKO too, I'm in this car. Like I, I, I like that. Like I like the first Stacey time. Stacey Keebler. Stacey he made Keebler out with her and gave her an RKO. Yeah, kissed in, yeah, kissed her and everything. Mm. I just feel like kiss Stephanie that while, while Triple H watched. <laughs> Because nasty. See, now it doesn't work as well because in our eyes now he is a legend. If he Raynard retired today, he's a legend. He's one hundred percent a legend, yes. He's a legend. So we can't like it. I like it that way because he's the legend killer because he is the legend. You know what I mean? Like he's like, I'm the best to ever fucking do this, and I'll beat everybody. Yeah. I like that. And I, I do too, but like I don't know. The first time around it was just who was this young guy beating all these old, like beating our heroes? Like, Remember when he threw Mick Foley down like three sets of stairs? Yes. That was yes. nasty. And spit on him? That was for, uh, I think that was for SummerSlam. It was SummerSlam or WrestleMania. One it of was two. built up to WrestleMania because it was Rock and Sock versus Evolution. Uh, yep, that's exactly what it was. I do remember that. Because he called him out. After he did it, he was like, remember when I kicked you down these stairs and they played the clip? I was like, oh, well, you have to play the clip right after. <laughs> Why you got to play the clip? <laughs> yeah, like, just in case you didn't remember, here it goes. Mick uh, Foley yeah. needs to be talked about more. I feel like he – I was just watching a clip of him. He was on a ladder backstage, 
and Undertaker threw him off the ladder. He landed on that hard floor. And I'm just like, Mick Foley really took some mean bumps for us. Like, Oh, for sure. Ripping his ear open for the cell and stuff like that. I don't know. He's, he's still just, missing half an ear, bro. Yes, I guess I'm once saying, you lose like, it, you don't get it back. But we're not lizards. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just like, no, I'm just saying the fact that he's like, just take it, just take Because the thing is, yeah, it's nice you choke slam somebody off the cage. But you got to choke slam somebody off the cage. Somebody's got to take that. And Mick Foley's like, yes, I'll take one for the team. And it's just people don't talk about it enough. They're like, if I sat there and chose somebody, Mick Foley's one of my goats. They're like, Mick Foley, ew. But Mick Foley has done a lot for the company. Yep. And he needs to be respected more. And I personally, I personally feel like he's up there. Especially yep. with his with his body. Like, he wasn't even, like, in shape. He was always fast, just taking chair shots and thumbtacks and being lit on fire. Even but back to Randy Orton. I was just, that's, that's just <laughs> I just yeah, I just thought about that just now. You used to brought, brought up the stairs thing. Yeah, Randy, yeah. Orton might, Randy Orton might be in the conversation for that goat. goat spot. Oh, I agree. Um, in the conversation. And then the last matches for the WWE Universal Championship. It's the Fiend versus Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns. I'll tell you how I think this is going to go. Roman Reigns is going to pin Braun Strowman and take the title from the Fiend. I can see that. And people are going to be pissed. I can see that. I'm not. I'm going to be with it, but other people are going to be pissed. That's how I want the Fiend to lose. I don't want him to lose. Like the way when he lost to Seth Rollins at Extreme Rules with the, well, technically he won that. But I'm just. Uh, Hell in a Cell is what you're talking about. Hell, my fault. Hell in a Cell. I'm sorry. Where he p- piled all the stuff on him and then stood on him and. Yes, that shit was stupid. I, and, and or I when he lost to Goldberg clean. Yes. Fuck that's them for that. Stuff like that doesn't make sense. You wanna if you want to build a monster character, you have to make them a monster. Like exactly. You can't have them losing to regular people like this. With chair shots, if you have somebody being put like they're laughing when they get put in submissions and, and they're getting hit with stuff and they get they pop right back up, it has to work a certain way. Like you have to keep in other words, be consistent, is what I'm saying. When Kane first came out lighting people on fire and and, and stabbing people's nuts. It worked a certain way. You know what I'm saying? We, they built him up as a monster, and it worked. Ripping the cell door off. We're like, who is this guy? And it worked. <laughs> With him, they're like, okay, he's good this week. Oh, no, he sucks this week. And I like the fact – okay, here's, I will say this, too. I like the fact that they can make it so he can lose when he has the sweater gimmick. When yeah, I like sweater. that, too, yeah. So that way he's more human. It's like, okay, yeah, he's still laughing with his submission and stuff because he's a freak. But <laughs> – but, he can lose still. He can be knocked out because they say, yeah, you lay him out, but when he turns from Jekyll to Hyde, it's a different thing. And he can it's turn like to Finn Balor with the demon paint. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, I agree. I like that. I also like that they kind of experimented with bringing back the cult leader gimmick too. Yeah. With Braun yeah. Strowman. I like that. I wish they, I hope. I hope that they bring that back as a permanent where they kind of revolve, like go between the characters. You know what I mean? Mixture of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, real quick though. Let's, let's uh, power through the rest. We only got two more things to look at real quick. Uh, let's talk about retribution. I don't like it. You don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like that. It's been a month and they haven't fucking told us anything. That's what I don't like. Do do you think Miz the leader? No, I hope not. I fucking hope not. I think Miz the leader. You want to know why? Because he's never out there fighting them. 
Yeah. Hey, remember how Lady came out when they were fighting? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've I've seen so many rumors. I've seen that Ronda Rousey's in it. Um, it's CM Punk's in it. Stephanie McMahon's the leader. Uh, that you know how Ryback is in it. I would mark out so crazy if CM Punk came back, bro. Like he this. posted something on his story on Sunday that was him. Well, it, I'm assuming it was him. It was someone in riot gear, okay. Mm-hmm. But the their from their forearms up to their hands were wrapped in white tape with the X's over them, and he had a helmet on, like an old school army helmet, but black. And on the front of it, like where I have the logo on my hat, was a red like star, like how he does his stars. And he posted mm-hmm. it on there with no caption, no nothing. And I'm like, hey, "What is this, bitch? <laughs> what is this?" And then all the rumors for Sunday were like. There's a reason it's called You'll Never See It Coming. There's a reason that payback is happening literally a week later. Like, there's going to be something you will literally never believe if we told you. That would be. And I'm sitting here like, he's going to come back. He's going to be here. And then it was fucking Roman Reigns. Yeah, I mean. I was still with it, but I was like, damn, I was really hoping it was CM Punk. I I pissed myself when CM Punk came back. That's why I say CM Punk is my favorite of all time. He's not the GOAT. The GOAT is Kurt Angle. CM Punk's my second GOAT. But, see, but, but even though CM Punk's my second GOAT, why did CM Punk like, get a 450 knee drop? If he did that, he would be the GOAT. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. He, nah he'll, if he won a title with a broken freaking neck. I got you. Okay. No, but, no, but I, I feel like if they did come back and you, and like they said, has, I didn't know about that, that rumor. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know about the. CM Punk, Stephanie yeah. Man. Uh, if they all came back as retribution, that would be crazy. It would be crazy. <laughs> that would be cool. That would probably be up there for the best team of all time. That yeah. CM Punk, Ronda Rousey, well, not Ryback, but like just I like, like Ryback, but he don't fit with that group. He doesn't. And uh, I, a couple I'm, other people are like Tommaso Ciampa. But with Stephanie Man leading them and with leading CM Punk would kind of destroy CM Punk's legacy, if that makes sense. Because CM Punk was always against the system. Yeah. And at that point, he would technically be with the that system. That would make him the biggest heel ever, though. It would. That that would be crazy. They'd be like, you, you sold out. Yeah, that's all, like, I, and out. I can just see him just smiling through it all. You sold out. You sold yeah, that out. That would be crazy. That would be – oh, I'll, I'll be there this week. <laughs> I will come in there and tell – I don't even – on that tape, I would take my. I do on that tape. I would take my hands up, coming to the red X's in there, like yeah, the whole podcast. <laughs> oh shit! Um, and before we before we sign off here, I just want to talk about one of the greatest of all times, the greatest men to ever come into the wrestling business. Uh, he celebrated his seventy fifth birthday yesterday, so I'd like to say happy birthday, Vince McMahon. Oh, okay. you've been you've been doing a good thing for us for a while now. Um, I don't care what they say. People think that you've you've lost touch, you're you're senile or whatever. I still fuck with you. I still fuck <laughs> yeah. with the kid. <laughs> He's very senile. <laughs> He's a senile. Um, Twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, I still fuck with you. Uh, happy birthday! I hope you hope you celebrated well. Shout out to the man. Shout out to him. Yep. Uh, so keep you, you tuned into this soap opera for this many years. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, but that is going to be the conclusion of our first show. We went a little long this time. We're, we're working on it. We're, we're still new. 
But once again, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for tuning in. Catch us next time at the same bat time, same bat channel. In the meantime, be sure to check out the rest of our shows and follow us on social media, all of which can be found at www.t13media.com. Be sure to check out my new podcast, Primetime with Travi T, coming with new episodes every Sunday at www.t13media.com. Every week, I am joined by a new guest who shares their unique perspective with the world. This isn't your everyday interview show. This is a show that could only be for primetime.